Hey. Hi. Hello. Welcome back, Misfits, and welcome back to a new episode. Today, we are continuing our People You Should Know series, and I think we're wrapping yeah. it up today, right? Today is the finale. <laughs> it's the finale, but don't be surprised if this series comes back, because we've really been enjoying it, and there's a lot of people in the Bible that we think you should know, and that we want to know. So, yes, it's the finale, but, like, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yes, also, don't ever be surprised if any of the series that we've done come back. I was about to say, actually, this applies for any of them. Yeah, exactly. It's a blanket statement for all series yeah. ever. Yeah, because <laughs> when it comes to our series, we try to make them short for, you know, first of all, we try to make them like a good round number, number one. Yeah. But also, we try to make the series short so that we can talk about other things that also interest us. But if was if it was up to us, we could potentially, like, we could do 15 episodes about the same series and still have yeah. a fun time doing it, but we just don't think that you keep listening. <laughs> We're like, why are they always talking about the same stuff? Like, yeah, exactly. Because uh, it's good, but we want, we also want variety. And there's other, like you said, other things that we do want to talk about also. So we try to, like, do a little bit of each, if you will. So Yeah, because we're, we're podcast listeners ourselves. And we know that if you keep talking about the same thing, it can get very old. And you're like, oh, I already know this. And then you just move on to something else. So <laughs> we want to we wanna give you information, but we also want to wanna keep it, you know, want to keep our relationship fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to mix it up every once in a while. Exactly. All that to say, this is our last episode. Exactly. All that to say, this is our last episode, but also don't be surprised if we bring the series back six months from now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been warned or however you want to take it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So in this finale, uh, we're talking about a man named Simon. Yes. Another Simon. Another one. Exactly. Are you surprised? (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. As I was reading, I was like, man, we're just like all the Josephs. All the, the only person that really has a name that's not, not common is Nicodemus. That, as far as we know, is not common. Well, we did Barabbas. That's true. But yeah. yeah. Lot, but also his name is Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> so never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about Simon. Um, but like we said before, certain names were used often and they were very common. And um, this is why people are mentioned with, uh, in addition to their name, they're mentioned from where they're from. Right. So we know who it is. Exactly. It, it's help. It helps. It's like John the blacksmith, you know? Yeah. Um, not John the baker. <laughs> yes, please. That guy's crazy. <laughs> we don't want to confuse those. Yeah, those, those are different. And, uh, but for this episode, we're talking about Simon of Cyrene. So, you know, not of the Simon Peter, you know? Don't get those mixed up. (laughs) Don't get those mixed up because you'll be very confused. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, all right, let's get into it. That was a long intro, but you're welcome. Our introduction to Simon is during Jesus's crucifixion. So Simon of Cyrene is mentioned in three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And he is the man called out by the Roman soldiers to carry Jesus's cross out of Jerusalem. Um, so two things we've mentioned this uh, every single episode. Um, mm-hmm. The other, the other three gentlemen that we've talked about are mentioned in all four gospels. In this case, he's only mentioned in three of the four. That's peculiar. Yeah. That's an yeah, interesting, that interesting tidbit. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, not that he's like less important, but like, um, wait, Matthew, Mark, Luke. So John was like, ah, they've already written about it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he focused on something else. Yes, he had a different perspective. So not that he's not important, but John had something else to write about. Yeah, exactly. So that's really interesting. So three of the four gospels. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention was that, um, like I said, he was the man that that ended up carrying the cross for Jesus. Um, out of Jerusalem. Now, if you don't understand this out of Jerusalem part, that's where um, our previous episode uh, of Golgotha comes in. And that mm-hmm. will give you more context of why he was walking outside of the city. And that'll explain that there. Past Fran and Yadi will help you with yes. that. <laughs> yes. So prior episode can help with this episode. Definitely. So we're going to go into the verses and then we'll get into Simon of Cyrene and, you know, his bio. <laughs> right his uh his what is it his imdb is that is that what the (laughs) (laughs) is that what the kids are saying (laughs) is that what the is that what it's called like the movie database thing oh yeah (laughs) yeah. celebrities i thought that was like a new slang i was like i don't know (laughs) no no i'm not that young Uh, But yes, all right, here we go. So we're going to start out with Matthew and we find this verse in Matthew 27, 32. And as always, all of these verses are going to be in the NLT. So the Bible says, along the way, they came across a man named Simon who was from Cyrene and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus's cross. Now in Mark uh, 15, 21, the Bible says, a passerby named Simon who was from Cyrene was coming in from the countryside just then and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus's cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. Then lastly, in Luke 23, 26, the Bible says, as they led Jesus away, a man named Simon who was from Cyrene happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. So this is so interesting because as you read, it's like, yo, they really want us to know he's from Cyrene. (laughs) Yeah, they were very uh, adamant to include that. Yeah. And again, it could just be that, hey, there's a lot of Simons. We need you to know which guy this is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, there's the disciple Simon and, you know, a couple of them. And, you know, there's just, we just need you to know who this guy is. He's not one of the ones you've heard before. So Exactly. And hopefully as we go through the episode and we talk about Cyrene and all these things, it'll give you more clues as to why Mm -hmm. they kept mentioning that. Um, But that's something that definitely jumps out, right? The fact that um, it says he's from Cyrene and um, the fact that... And all mentions uh, of him include it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So first off, uh, where is Cyrene? You know, what what is it? And hopefully we're pronouncing that correctly because I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like I'm gonna go with it. You know, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty. Yeah. Good. All right. <laughs> we like our odds. <laughs> <laughs> if we're saying it wrong, we're both wrong. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We'll be wrong together. Um, that'll be the one comment. Like you pronounced it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's siren. What? Yeah. What's different? Anyways. The Y is silent. <laughs> <laughs> it's y it's like French. okay I'm exactly it was like but you knew what i was talking about the whole time like, man we really do be doing that when it comes to the bible it's like it's not deborah it's deborah it's like yo you it, it that's you not important right what now I was trying to say? do you know who i was talking about exactly yes. okay let's move on oh my gosh the technicalities but yes we're gonna stick with cyrene so all mentions of simon as we read in those verses um they make sure to mention that he's from cyrene um, so we're going to go through some some data about the city. So the city is off the Mediterranean Sea with a population close to 5,000 people. 
and Cyrene sat in what is modern-day Libya on the northern tip of Africa. So the city was settled by the Greeks in 630 BC and was later infused with a significant Jewish population, um, which makes a lot of sense, right, when it comes to Simon. Um, Cyrene was the capital of the Roman district of Cyrenica at the time of Jesus's crucifixion. It was named after some Greek mythology, um, like a little G-god maybe, Kyrene with a K, the daughter of a Thessalian king. Uh, The king's name was Hyper. Hypsus? 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 Hypsus, maybe. Um, and it, this this little G-God was uh, said to be a water nymph. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole Cyrene situation. That's the information we found yes. about the city. And um, so moving on, Simon could have traveled to Israel from Cyrene for the Passover, or he could have been like many of the Jews from Cyrene that had returned to their native Israel, right? So we have two options uh, when it comes to, well, two options that we could think of that we could find as to why he would be in Jerusalem at that time, um, passing through the, you know, the crowds, right? He was either there for the Passover because it was about to happen because we know that that was the contextually, that was what was happening. Yeah. And that was tradition to kind of go back to your hometown or. Right. Or he could have just moved back. Yeah. And he just happened to live there for a while. He was on his way to the market and then got caught in a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. He had his tote ready for the you know farmer's market. And he's like, yeah. hey. And we're going to tell you about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the Bible mentions Cyrene in some other occasions also. So Luke records men from Cyrene being among those converted at Pentecost, which is really cool. Um, after the martyrdom of Stephen, if y'all remember, because the homie was stoned, um, believers from Cyrene were among the first to be scattered by the persecution in Jerusalem. And then arriving in Antioch, they preached to the Gentiles there. Um, and those are the three instances. Uh, I didn't mention the verses, but the, the Pentecost situation is in Acts 2.10. Uh, the martyrdom of Stephen is in Acts 7. And then um, them arriving in Antioch and preaching to the Gentiles is Acts 11.20. We gave you, that's, that's the backstory of Simon. We're painting a picture here. Yeah, we're just trying to let you know where he was from and kind of uh, a little bit of history, if you will. Yes, because now it's not, it's not, I mean, it's about the person, sure. But like now yeah. when you read the Bible, which is, can I just stress the whole point of everything we do is to make you read the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And to help you understand it, it better. It interest you or like at least spark something for you to then go and also read it. And yeah. either follow along with what we said or dive in, you know, even more or whatever that is. But hopefully right. it just brings a little like interest into looking at some of these things. <laughs> exactly. And then when you see Cyrene, you're like, yo, I remember that. Um, we should change yeah. our bio. It's like, we're just here. We just want you to read the Bible. <laughs> What's your goal? <laughs> to help people read the Bible. <laughs> And if you didn't know, our hashtag is teaching, not preaching. We're just trying to teach you something. We're just trying to get you to, you know, take something so you learn. Because we, we like to learn and we've been learning. So Yes, and we need all the help we can get when it comes to read the Bible. Yeah. So this, yeah. uh, preparing for these episodes and like doing the research and actually reading the Bible for ourselves to be able to do the episode, it helps us tremendously. So we know Absolutely. for sure it, that it's not just us, it's everybody else that's listening to us or other people that are uh, struggling to get into the Bible because they have a pre- 
preconceived notion of what it is or it's boring or it's too big or whatever, which also I'm just going to debunk all of those things. It's not. But um, <laughs> but back to Simon. <laughs> exactly. Back to Simon. So uh, based on what the scripture tells us, we know Simon was in the area, right? So he's now in the area of Jerusalem, although he's from Cyrene. So the Gospels made sure to point out that he wasn't a part of the crowd. He was just passing by. Right. He was like arriving. He was like near there. But yes, the like man was on the move. The people who were there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So literally the man was just trying to mind his own business. So he's like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm trying to get from point A to point B, wherever he was going. Um, but it's so funny because when I read this, I was like, man, isn't it like God to call us out when we're just trying to simply blend in? <laughs> <laughs> like wallflower. I'm just trying to, ooh, yeah. look at this wallpaper. I can just blend. Yeah. I can just blend. And he's like, like no, I know I'm going to come out. This is important, but like, I'm just trying to slide by and get to the other side. And God's like, nah. Yeah. I got something for you. Exactly. He's like, no, thank you. But that, that's just, it's just, that's literally what it made me think of. I was like, oh, this is, this is something God would do. I'm not surprised at all. Um, so then we're going to go into the verse and we're going to kind of dig a little bit. So the order, um, uh, for, from the Roman soldier was um, the the orders that he was given was to get Jesus crucified, right? That's the instructions that he was given, or they were given, because mm-hmm. I don't think it was just yeah, one. Yeah, the soldiers. But, yeah. Right. That's what that's the instruction that we get. So they're on a mission, right? And um, as they're on their way, Jesus is struggling to carry the crossbar to the cross because hashtag teachy moment. If you remember, um, and we've talked about this before, but when it comes to the cross, what's believed is that the vertical pole was always in the ground. And then the person that Mm -hmm. was going to be crucified only carried the crossbar, which is the horizontal Mm -hmm. bar. So it's not believed that he carried the entire cross. Uh, But anyway, back to the story. So, So when we say cross, that's what we mean. We mean the crossbar. Um, so remember that at the time, so Jesus is car is carrying this crossbar, but he's been beaten, right? He's yeah. already exhausted in excruciating pain. God knows the amount of blood that he's already lost. And, right. um, some say that this crossbar weighed about 88 pounds and he had to carry it for what? Three, three quarters of a mile. That's outrageous. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Like he already went through a lot. He's in pain. He has, you know. Uh, wounds and it's just tired right from everything that he's had to go through and now he has to carry this cross and it's not a short distance you know yeah and where this this thing is leaning is on his back right like his back is like sliced open right, and all the right. things and that's where that stuff is leaning yeah yeah bleeding, exactly so mm-hmm. um that's something to keep in mind right when it comes to this story so if um as the the roman soldiers are just trying to do their job right so if something happened to jesus on the way to the cross and to being executed the roman soldiers would have been in trouble right and, and especially because this was such a like spectacle, right? Like this was something that the crowd wanted. It was something that, again, these were orders that had to be completed. And so they really needed to, to make sure he, they got him to, you know, from point A to point B so they can complete this, right? We know that, that what, what was going to happen when, in regards to him being crucified and being martyred and all these things, like that had to happen, right? So um, the, the prophecy was already that he was going to die, but most likely yes. the soldiers didn't know that. And so they see Simon and he's basically told, he's basically told to carry the cross. He's like, you, carry the cross, carry this thing. Yeah, they kind of assess the situation, right? And we're like, you know what? We, ne- we probably need to get him some help. Hey, you right there. <laughs> and it just happened to be Simon. And like you said, because it's the spectacle, if Jesus had died on the road, 
Mm-hmm. Then that, what what would that have done, right? Because then they didn't right. do it the way that they wanted to do it, or it didn't work out the way they wanted to work out, or whatever. But right. essentially, they wouldn't have done it the way that they wanted to do it because they wanted to make an example out of these Jews. Right. And if he had just died on the street, it would have just it would it wouldn't have been the same impact. I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. What what they were hoping for, wanting. Right. Yeah. So what's yeah, so what's significant about Simon's story is that he was there in a moment that was not expected, right? He wasn't expecting to be there, but we see that he was, quote-unquote, needed. And I say needed just because the soldiers in that in that particular moment were like, we can't let Jesus die. We don't know that he's not supposed to die, that he's not going to. But in this moment, we're just seeing like, hey, we need to do our jobs. And sorry, bro, that you're just happy to pass by here, but we need you. You need to, you need to make your way over here. So yeah, so Jesus in the flesh needed help to finish the walk to be crucified, or at least that's how it was perceived because the soldiers were like, yo, he's struggling. Uh, So now I'm certain that he would have, he would have made it to the cross, right? We know it was written that that had to be fulfilled. The law was going to be fulfilled. The the word of God was going to be fulfilled. But again, in this moment, the soldiers are looking at him, you know, he's human. They're looking at him and he's like, yo, we need to get him to the cross he's something might happen let's pull someone from the from you know around us and it happened to be quote unquote happened to be you know but it was simon uh so we just want to pinpoint um we see this moment happen uh but if you recall right before he was arrested jesus was praying and asking you know god asking his father being like in matthew 26 39 he said he went a little further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, is it possible? Let this cup of suffering be taken away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. So just before all this starts happening, like Jesus does have a moment where he's like, Hey, you know, this is gonna be hard. I don't know if I can, you know, I, I don't know if I wanna do this, take it away, but you know, let your will be done. So and in a sense, there's like a moment there that you can kind of see uh that Simon's service could could uh, likely be like representing, you know, the father's love, like an act of love to his son. And it's just a temporary like ease of Jesus' burden. But he did answer his prayer, even if it was for a short moment, you know, and just seeing like God even comes through even in this in this moment, you know, like I just when I read that, I was like, whoa, that's really that's really awesome. And just it's crazy. Like, like I, I hadn't connected those those two points, but it's true. You know, there was a moment where, you know, he took that that burden even if it was small yeah and it just shows us how god answers prayers Mm -hmm. he always answers but sometimes it's just not the response that you're wanting or sometimes it's just like in an unexpected way like this he's like i can't take this burden from you but i can help you along the way yeah because i've never considered that how that Mm would have been answered to his prayer i was like that is outrageous right like that's amazing yeah yeah Yeah. because we don't know what jesus was thinking at that point um because he was going through his own thing Right. Um, yeah. but like, imagine like just him being like, 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 just thank you, Abba. Like, like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a touching moment yeah. for sure. Absolutely. So we see that moment there. We also see Luke's gospel. Um, it says that Simon carried the cross behind Jesus. And this can be translated to how, uh, or we can kind of relate it to how we believers are to also, you know, quote unquote, bear our own crosses. Um, and we're supposed to follow Jesus. So Simon of Cyrene provides us with an implicit illustration of what that lo- looks like, right? Like he's showing us, he's following Jesus in this physical moment 
Uh, but it's also on us that we have to bear our crosses and follow Jesus. It's not always easy to follow Jesus. It's not. He goes, but we see that it's a moment where this uh, was kind of commanded to him and he did it, you know? So we can't lose sight of the fact that uh, Emmanuel, God with us, the creator, the one who carries our burdens, accepted help from a man. So we see that in this moment, he did uh, accept help from from Simon. And so we see a lesson in humility as well. And so we know that part of the execution process, you know, was going to involve um, like shame and public humiliation. But he took this moment um, and it was like a lesson in humility and just a picture of God's partnership with man here on earth. He's showing us here, like, um, I can do a lot, but I need your your help to do the rest. Like, he partners mm-hmm. with us. And I, I know we've mentioned that before, but he's just kind of sh- showing us in this moment how he does that, right? And even in this moment on the crucifixion, like, showing that, yes, like, Jesus is God. And he could have taken that all the way, you know? But he decided to have a moment here in Scripture and, like, physically show us, or at least we can read it and know that he partnered with Simon basically to get this, um, to get to the cross, right? To get to the crucifixion, yeah. to complete this part that was going to save us eventually, like like that, to that moment that um, yeah we were all going to benefit from. Yeah, it's an awesome picture, just similar to like Barabbas to Barabbas. Yeah, yeah. Like if you need examples to picture things, it's just like whoa. Okay, yeah. I see which I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. And it's so crazy. Like you see all, like, I know we talked about it. Like, oh, you only, there's only one verse about this man. And there's only one verse about this man. But like, you see them and they just start like accumulating. And there's just so much like examples, how God is in all these details that we didn't see before, maybe. Or like, sometimes we don't consider. Um, And kind of like to your point about, you know, how, uh, you know, God answering Jesus's prayer, like we, we probably didn't see that before, but he did, you know, and he does answer our prayers. And so, yeah, I just think that's really <laughs> so good. Yes. Good, yes. Yeah. We can marinate in that for days. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now we gave you facts, right? So we're going to transition into, uh, we'll say the speculation segment of this episode. Yes. Yes. The not so concrete information. <laughs> yeah. Just, just some additional stuff, uh, research that other people have done. Uh, that is more like what could have been kind of like what we did with a couple of other episodes. So we're going to share that. So we did find an article from, is it Aletta? I think so. It's like Aletta.org. Aletta.org. And we can add that to the notes. Um, But Mm -hmm. from Anna Catherine Emmerich, a mystic from the 19th century, claims in her book, Dolores Passion, that Simon was a pagan. So her book reads, quote, at this moment, Simon of Cyrene, a pagan, happened to pass by accompanied by his three children. He was a gardener just returning home after working in a garden near the eastern wall of the city and carrying a bundle of lopped branches. The soldiers perceiving by his dress that he was a pagan seized him and ordered him to assist Jesus in carrying his cross. He refused at first, but was soon compelled to obey, although his children, being frightened, cried and made a great noise, upon which some women quieted and took charge of them. Simon was much annoyed and expressed the greatest vexation at being obliged to walk with a man in so deplorable a condition of dirt and misery. Uh, so that's the end of the ex- excerpt. Um, she also claims that the experience changed Simon's sons, who later became Christian, 
And so her book continues to say, quote, his children were dressed in tunics made of a variegated material. The two eldest named Rufus and Alexander afterwards joined the disciples. The third was much younger, but a few years later went to live with uh, St. Stephen. Simon had not carried the cross after Jesus any length of time before he felt his heart deeply touched by grace. So some biblical historians believe that Alexander and Rufus were Rufus were possibly well known in the early Christian community, which is why they are mentioned by name in the gospel, uh, specifically in Mark 1521. Uh, and we also see this in Romans 1613 when Paul mentions uh, someone named Rufus in his letters to the Romans and the verse says, Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. So we just see a few expert excerpts from this book that kind of give a little context of what could have been. Um, this could come from maybe other, you know, historical stories or something, or just some knowledge of, of you know, maybe family or people from Cyrene. We don't really know, but we do see mentions of Rufus in scripture. And some have kind of linked that that could have been um, Simon's son and that he could have been part of the church uh, later on, which is why he's, which is why it was mentioned in the, in the gospels. And then later he's mentioned again. Uh, so even though it doesn't link them directly, but it's just interesting because it's a, it's a different name, right? It's kind of unique. You don't see that name anywhere right. else. So, and you know, most things, I mean, everything really is on purpose in the scriptures. So to have named Simon's sons and one of them makes you uh, kind of see that it's very possible, right? That there's a link. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really interesting, similar to when we did the episode about Barabbas and we talked about that novel that that person wrote, which, mm -hmm. you know, we don't know. We don't. It's a novel, so it's fiction. But right. um, it's just interesting to think about what what happened and how if his kids were there, because the I mean, it tells us that the, the gospel tells us that he's the father of this person and this person. And um, so they have to have talked later, right? Because the Gospels were written in retrospect, not when everything was actually happening. Right. So it's just really interesting, this this whole web of, of people and how they were affected and if this Rufus is the same person. Um, but we just thought to include that just because it's like an interesting part of this story that may add some more context and more, um, more to the picture that we're trying to paint. Um, you don't have to believe it because the Bible doesn't say it specifically like in black and white, but it's just information that we found that we wanted to share with you for sure. Right. Just the mention of them and even the timeline, like it's very possible that it could be. So just something to think about. Just interesting. Um, yeah. You know how, how it's kind of included there. Uh, but yeah, just to close, uh, we just want to add, like, we don't know why Simon was chosen to carry the cross, right? We know nothing's a coincidence, uh, but we know that Simon did not merely spectate. He did not just, you know, he didn't just stand there and was watching, um, even though he was asked or told to do it. Um, he partook in the Lord's advance towards the crucifixion. So, but the verse tells us that he was forced, which means he really didn't want to do it. Um, it's like when there's a crime and they call people to testify and they're like, no, I don't want to be involved in this. Uh, it kind of feels like that for Simon, right? Like he's hesitant. He's like, yeah, oh, or they ask you to be a part of the jury and you're like, oh, I'm not trying to condemn nobody. I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah. I like, need to go to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he's seeing obviously this is happening. Like, hey, you come over here. I, I don't think he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like this seems mm -hmm. like this doesn't seem like something I should be a part of. But, you know, he became involved. Um. The other thing that makes us think is like, 
every other man we've spoken of. It's incredible to wonder how this impacted his life afterwards and how it changed his life. Just, you know, they mentioned his kids, like how did that really impact his family? And then for his kids who were with him to see this happen and then just, I don't know if he knew who Jesus was, if he knew that man was Jesus, if they had heard anything, but obviously that was known afterwards, like, you know, that news spread. And so to know and have seen his, you know, their dad be part of it and for him to reflect and be like, whoa, I was part of this, um, how it would have changed their lives as well. Yeah, definitely. And just when you were reading that, it made me think of, you know, uh, Simon didn't want to be a part of it because he's like, yo, I just got here or I don't live here or I just don't want to be a part of this whole situation. But um, because the Romans wanted to make a spectacle of the Jews and wanted to make them an example and, you know, they were they were crucified on that main road and everything. uh, I'm sure he didn't want to be a part of the Romans killing another Jew, especially if he mm-hmm. was a Jew, right? right. So um, that's another aspect of that, that he's like, I don't want to help you kill my people, right? Or right. all of this stuff, which it's crazy because he didn't end up helping the Romans. He just ended up helping Jesus. Right, yeah. Which is, it's just huge. And it's like an added like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just really cool. It's really cool to think about, like she said, about, you know, how he might have been changed or how he might have um, really just in looking in Jesus's eyes, just felt the grace and the mercy and the love and all of the things that our savior is. And um, to think about what might have happened after and how, again, it affected his children like Rufus and Alexander or the oldest ones. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, like the impact that they had on the world because they were part of this moment of Jesus's life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, just like any other episode, it's just like fully mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah, but we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, That is all we have on Simon the Cyrene. And um, we hope that, like we said, that this helps you just um, read the Bible more and understand more about what's happening and how uh, these people um, that appear in the Bible and they might not have like these big roles or too many chapters or their Mm -hmm. own book or whatever, like all of these like small segments of the Bible, they're still on there for a purpose and um, they're still important. And there's yeah. more information that we actually think, which is something we've been learning. <laughs> yeah, because I think at first glance or at first read, like, oh, it's such a small part. And they only name that person once or like it just seems like very small part. Right. And until you dig in and really find out, like get some detail behind it, you realize like truly nothing is coincidence and what, mm-hmm. you know, what is written. And there's just so much that we can learn from. And even in these you know, quote unquote, smaller, you know, or less known people like there's there's just the love of God like woven in all the time. Yeah, definitely seeing, um, you know, that God always has something to show us through anybody. So you can pick anybody from the Bible and God has a story and some and and something to show us. So, yeah, even when it seems like they're, they're not right, like, oh, that's just another guy. Like, no, there's something there. So we encourage you to read your Bible and dig in and, you know, be curious and, and, and learn. Exactly. Exactly. If you heard this episode for the first time, um, first of all, welcome. Yeah. Uh, second of all, if you don't even have a Bible, we recommend that you get an NLT. Um, it's really uh, what we found is like um, easy to understand and kind of uses plain English to be able to understand the Bible. If that's your first Bible, that's why we use the NLT version, because we just feel like it's easy for everyone to understand. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we recommend for the people that have been here a while. Hey, how are you, friend? Leave <laughs> us a review. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, um, wherever you listen to our podcast, give us some five stars, leave us some good words and um, 
we love what we do. We love doing this. We are trying to grow for sure and um, just help other people be excited about whatever you're excited about and whatever reason you listen to this podcast, they need to be, they need to be exposed to. Yeah. So help us out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for listening to this episode. Um, We hope that you learned something today. As always, this is Fran. This is Yale. We are the Metal Misfits and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.